Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tap Calf Transmissions, the bravest Star Wars podcast and the only one brave enough to tackle something with the name diversity in it. <laughs> I'm just looking at the comments before this video. A lot of people not understanding that Diversity Alliance, which is what we'll be discussing today, is the name of book, what, book eight, eight maybe? I think, yeah. Yeah, book eight in the phenomenal Young Jedi Knights series. My name is Justin Eckhart's Ladder, joined as always by my very good friend, Corey. How are you doing, Corey? I, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm ready to talk about some Young Jedi Knights who are really coming into their own halfway through this series. It's heartwarming, really. It's what mm -hmm. it is. How about you, though? Are you are you feeling lifted up by our young Jedi Knights, or are you still down in the dumps without our young Jedi Knights? No, I'm feeling pretty lifted up. This was a this was a good book. Um, one of the more serious ones, though, like the tone is starting to, to change a little bit, I've noticed. Yeah. It's something you kind of picked up on as well, like a bit more, a bit more uh, serious this time. Yeah. They barely contain any more of Jason's jokes. We get some Raynar jokes. Uh, mm -hmm. Sorry, if you are using the ebook versions of these, the Raynat jokes. But <laughs> yeah, and Raynar, for those looking at my image, is the kid with the what would you even call his hairstyle? It's like, uh, just it's... got out of the shower. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just it's the fuck me up fam hairstyle. Um, that's what he's got going here. It looks. Or, like, he's a few years off of being... God, what was that? Which, Sugar Ray? Sugar Ray, yeah. He kind of looks like Derek Wibley from Sum 41 as well. That's, that's not wrong. Derek Wibley's also really short, so it probably fits. I mean, if you were to go with, like, a, an Animorphs book cover, then it's probably mm. his <laughs> and Loey's pictures are, like, halfway between Marco and the bear. Or, no, Marco was the... Marco was a gorilla. Either way. Yeah. It's a, it's so I'm getting my Animorphs book, or Animorphs lore wrong. We have to cover all the Animorphs books next. Yeah, I've only, I mean, I only know really based on what you've explained to me about Animorphs, so I'd be down to it, cover one of them. It does come up a lot, doesn't it? Mm. Has that been on the podcast, or has that been kind of our own thing? I think it's just been on the podcast, because I think I brought it up last time we were talking about these covers. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. So like, um, Raynar would be like the anamorph of someone getting in the shower with their hair wet and then their hair dry. <laughs> <laughs> the worst anamorph. <laughs> yeah. So has there been any news this week? Really? Um, nothing that I can think of. Before we get right into the book, uh, we got E three coming up, so it's been kind of quiet. Yeah. Is is. Ubisoft is this weekend, so there's a, mm -hmm. a small chance we hear about their Star Wars game, because like, their game has been officially announced, uh, we just don't have any details on it, so maybe we'll get something this weekend, but I, I, I wouldn't would hold my breath. Yeah. It hadn't, yeah. Um, it's also possible we get something on Xbox, which is Sunday. I think Ubisoft is Saturday, and then Xbox is Sunday. Um, I'm most excited for Halo, but we'll talk about that, I'm sure, after it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, we've got like a little bit of um, Book of Boba Fett finished filming season one. Yeah. Um, and all the little production trinkets, I guess, have season one written on it. So mm -hmm. who knows if that's yeah. hopefulness among the crew or if that's because there's actually going to be more to it. Yeah. So that was one thing. They also, uh, there we know there was a thing... I think it was inside the actor's studio with Ewan McGregor um, and Pedro Pascal. And he talked about they're filming um, Obi-Wan right now. And there's also been some rumors that they're also filming Mando season three. So yeah, lots of good Star Wars stuff coming out. Cassian, I think, is also wrapped, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Uh, like they, they'd they been in actual production on that for a while, I think, because mm -hmm. there was some... There were, the yeah. Cassian was one of the few shows where we actually got any kind of look at it in the announcements that Kennedy did. That was last year yeah. now, wasn't it? Like yeah, summer yeah. 2020. Yeah, it was. Jeez. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, shit, I forget. But yeah, lots of good Star Wars stuff coming. It, I, I know we kind of talked about this, but of those like four that we just mentioned, is there one that you're kind of most excited about? Uh, so that's Book of Boba Fett, Mando Season 3, Cassian Andor, and what's the fourth? Obi-Wan? 
you say right. that? Obi Wan, uh, Boba Fett, Cassian, Mando. Mando. Three. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm really excited to see you and McGregor back. But even if mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not sure what the season or what the series is going to be like. And I do really like Rogue One, so mm-hmm. Cassian's kind of exciting for me, but. I'm still mostly curious, I think, to see where Mando is going to go from here, especially with uh, Luke, as I remember, abducting Grogu at the end of last season. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was. Um, there's been some rumors, too, about just pure speculation. Um, it seems to be that Saw Gerrera is coming back um, in some capacity for um, Cassian. And there's also been rumors that Ben Mendelsohn, that's his name, right, will be returning as uh, Krennic, which... Hmm. That makes a lot of sense, and that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, he he would kind of be, if we're looking at the Bad Batch, he would kind of be like the uh, the crosshair and the, uh, what's his name, Rampart of the uh, of the Andor show, I can see, which would yeah. be cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm still mostly looking forward to see what uh, Disciple's going to be about, but mm-hmm. I'll probably yeah. have to wait another three years before hearing literally anything about that. So. Yeah. Did you watch the uh, the Battlefield trailer? I did not. I watched part of the countdown, and that was exciting. But then when it switched <laughs> to another stream, I was like, "Okay, I watched the stream, so I'm out on that." But yeah, they did like the dumbest thing ever. They started with like a countdown. Well, first of all, this the everyone was led to believe that the the trailer would be at I think it was ten Eastern time. Well, they had a countdown so, to their countdown, and then switched right. to another stream for the actual trailer. Yeah, they had six hundred thousand people or so waiting for it to start, and like. It's very easy to make a video with the first bit being a countdown and then your live stream. Did they but do the new YouTube thing where you can like pass off to another video after a premiere? Is that what happened no. or was it just like no, a new video it just, came out? It just ended. It just ended and then you had to go click the channel, click the other okay, uh, the other video. It, it was it was like actually ludicrous. Like it was the worst trailer management i've seen in my entire life like i could understand if they had been using the new feature and didn't really understand how it worked and then just something went wrong there but like the what happened like the raid feature right yeah the new like internal raid thing because you can't do it for other channels you can just do it for your own content so that seems to be like the most obvious application of it where maybe they're like oh we can post this then we can get rid of the time the Mm -hmm. countdown and not have to have the video re-render afterwards and I could see getting hopeful for that and then having it mess up, but I apparently that's not what happened, and they just did something real dumb. So, Yeah. All right, so enough Battlefield. Let's talk about Diversity Alliance. And before we get started, what is the Diversity Alliance, Corey? The Diversity Alliance is a political movement led by uh, Nol- Nola Tarkona, yeah. and yeah. she is a Twi'lek who was the sister, of course, of the uh, yeah. Twi'lek from episode 6, who got thrown to Jabba's Rancor, who, of course, just appeared in the most recent episode of the... Ba- or second most recent episode of the Bad Batch. So it's all coming together, uh, because Star Wars definitely has enough characters that we don't need to do this. Please stop doing this. But, uh, but yeah, so yeah. she is trying to put together uh, a kind of coalition of all the aliens to... Uh, ostensibly the outward position that they're claiming because they are trying to represent themselves as, an, as a legitimate political party in the galaxy. So they're saying they want uh, rights that have been denied to them under the Empire and going forward because a lot of them got enslaved or killed by Palpatine. But in reality, she is evil McBad guy who wants to murder and eat humans. Uh, well, she doesn't eat the humans. Her Shistavanian eats the humans. But uh, they are... Essentially, trying to reuse the Death Seed plague that was used in the X-wing books to kill I don't aliens think it was and the, humans. It was, no, it wasn't the Death Seed in X-wing. It's the uh, uh, yeah the. Well, I mean, they don't say this specifically, but I had that in my notes too. It's because it is very similar to the. It's like opposite yeah. of the Krytos virus. Where I think like it Krytos was virus. meant to be like a reverse engineered and reapplied Krytos virus because they do mention yeah. Death Seed, but the, the... yeah, that's because she gets the uh, she gets the virus from. Uh, from someone else and then sends it back with him to the all-human colony, kills all those humans. Now they're looking to wipe out humans. And it is very, like, the way they die is very similar, too, because it's like their skin falls off and stuff. It's very gnarly. Um, Yeah. Kind of gross, to be honest. Yeah. um, 
I mean, the Diversity Alliance, they, they do kind of, like you said, ostensibly have these goals, but they do also get pretty mask off, like, when yeah. actually talking to aliens. Like, she's like, it's time to make humans suffer like we did. Yeah. Just like, you know, there's somebody in the back who's like, yeah, alien rights. And they're like, humans suffer like what? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, you know, there's somebody who's just like a little n not for that, but just like when you're in a crowd of like excited... um excited uh, mob mentality people. just gets people going yeah just like in the comments damn not even ek can escape the woke shit like you don't even take the time to understand that diversity alliance is the name of the book we're discussing um which you know should be obvious based on the fact that if you look to the right of your screen i've got a picture of a book that says diversity alliance right on the right there yeah, yeah. it's a trigger yeah, word I... for some people now apparently mm -hmm. see that's yeah. the that's do you the think joke that, that they'd um, be offended by. They, and they call themselves aliens as well. Do you think that that is kind of like humanocentric in a weird way? Yeah, like, they, it was kind of weird for this because in an exam, like there's room for like an actual better worked out story where like there are a group of non-human species that are upset about how they were treated under the empire and even before then because that was a big part of why the CIS was so popular because of certain like core humanocentric things that you include some sort of examination of it. It's a kid book, obviously, so it's, it's not going to be this. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. you include some element of like, oh, and then they're treated as these individual stereotypes within human culture, how like, oh, all these other aliens are exactly this way. But then when they're going through their roster of who's within, uh, within the diversity alliance, it's like, oh, yeah, they're very large and strong and these yeah. are the wily they're dumb, people but they'll do yeah yeah like it just reduces them all to the exact same thing that you'd think they'd be upset about humans reducing them to so right so maybe that'll be a thing later on where it's like she doesn't actually give a shit but it seems like she does kind of give a shit yeah she's because... just very angry yeah and it's like it's kind of weird though because yeah she's ula's um i think is she sec like is a cousin or sister i think it's sister and but the thing is, Ula was fucked over by other aliens. Jabba the Hutt is not a human, except in that one scene in uh, episode four. Jabba the Hutt's not a human. Bib Fortuna's not a human. Like, humans had nothing to do with Ula's yeah. death. And, like, that was a little weird for me. Like Yeah, like, she's more of a, like, hero, like, trying to do stuff on Ryloth, you'd think. But instead, she's going against the New Republic rather than uh, rather than the Huts or whomever. This is like Harrison Dula if she had discovered 4chan. But yeah, it's it's um it's 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 interesting. I mean, I I, I'm ex I don't remember because these ones I remember reading, but I don't I have no idea where this goes. So I'm kind of excited yeah. to uh, to see that. Um. Speaking of Ryloth, though, it's kind of interesting how the the Twi'lek lore changes. There's, like, a lot of planets that have kind of existed kind of as part of Star Wars lore for a long time. Ryloth is a good example. And then when, like, they're actually featured in Clone Wars, they're quite different. Um, and Clone Wars is, like, where a lot of them come to prominence for um, the general fan. I talked about this on Twitter today. It's, like, when you talk about Ryloth, the Clone Wars takes some ideas of Ryloth. Like, there's a lot of Twi'leks living underground. It's um, very uh, it's very difficult conditions. The, but the book describes it as basically this, like, hell world. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's kind of, like, similar to how Kashyyyk, in, like, the books, it's like, oh, it's basically the Coruscant of the trees, and then you see it in Return of the, Revenge of the Sith. Now, it's just one scene. It could just be one beach, but it's, like... <laughs> It's like a non-exaggerated version of what you get in the books, basically. Yeah. Which is kind of disappointing. And, like, that's what I'm worried they're going to do to Kuat when it eventually shows up. Like, I'm worried they're going to make Kuat, like, just, uh, like, a crappy little shipbuilding world. Yeah. But, um... Well, we get Kuar in this book, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. At first, I wasn't sure if it was going to be, like, actually Kuar... Or if it was going to be Kuat with another consistent typo. So that was something to look forward to in this. <laughs> yeah. One other thing I want to mention on the, the Twi'leks, though, is the teeth thing. Which is kind of funny because mm -hmm. it, it changed from K-2 
canon to Legends. In um, in Legends, the idea is the all Twi'leks have like the sharp teeth, um, like Bib Fortuna does, but then the females are they kind of shave it down, which doesn't really make a lot of sense because Bib Fortuna is like you can't shave that down and still have teeth there. And then in canon, mm-hmm. it's the idea that a lot of Twi'lek, mostly men, shave their teeth into these uh these points. Yeah. So. Just something that I thought is funny. It's like these things that kind of just ex- have existed forever and people just accept as part of the lore just kind of change or like get slightly altered over time. It's always made me really uncomfortable no matter who's doing the filing because I, I, uh, I don't want to think about filing my teeth. It just, well, have you ever uh, seen like when they put, um, what are they called? Not dentures, like the permanent dentures into someone's mouth. Mm-hmm. They shave the yeah, teeth I, down. I don't. I don't, uh-huh. don't want to. I don't like yeah. teeth stuff. I don't like eyes. So basically, stuff. before you get the stuff in your mouth, you've got like these little teeth that are like a centimeter thick or like half a centimeter thick. It's really weird. Anyway, um, they do the same thing in Critical Role where one of the characters is like a, a half orc who's trying to not look as orky. So he like files his tusks down. And mm. it. Every time I hear about anything like shaving teeth down like that, it. It just makes me cringe. Uh, it makes me... Un- un- uh, don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like it. Don't want it. Evil Coulson in the chat says more like forced diversity lines. Yeah, that's actually what I started calling my family when we when we had my daughter. Because yeah. it was... For a while, it was me and Gus. Two two guys and a girl. And then we had a girl, which is, you know, forced diversity. So yeah, I'm like... Not, now my family's called the Diversity Alliance. Yeah, it's like... Did you ask Kelsey, like, why, like... Why? Why she? She said something about her. chromosomes and X and Y. Like I didn't listen. I just I just started screaming. Yeah, like <laughs> you told me that day. Like, why do you have to make it political? And then you walked out of the room. <laughs> I just, I just, I we didn't find out till she till my my daughter was born. I just stood up and just said, "This is dumb," and just walked out. <laughs> Made a YouTube video about it. Um, what was I gonna say? Why didn't you just hire the baby that was most qualified? <laughs> Uh, that's the dumbest looking one most like me (laughs) um oh man we got we got off track quickly not as much as i thought we might when i threw it over to you and i was like i was like uh cory do you want to describe the diversity alliance i was like i'm gonna give him the opportunity to go off the rails with it (laughs) well uh, there is one thing that i want to talk about with nola that i thought was really weird where uh, it starts off with a few pages of her talking about what her goals are, and she's like, she knew how to get what she wanted with her words. And then later on, someone's like, ah, oh, look at this hive mind, or the Bith musicians want to join. They can mm-hmm. play some some music for yeah. us and get people on our side. She's like, you can't kill people with music. Like, <laughs> no, isn't this what you were saying you wanted to do instead first? Like, it's nope, funny too because the- like. The the Bith and the Twi'lek are like two examples. Uh, probably the two, the Bith, Twi'lek, and the Hut are probably the three Star Wars species that are most defined by like their appearance in the movies. At least in the EU, it's like all Twi- all Twi'lek women are slaves because we see one Twi'lek woman and she's a yeah. slave. All Bith are musicians because we see a group of Bith. Yeah, they musicians. literally get referred to as the Bith musicians in this book. <laughs> it's like, what was what were these societies like before they met the rest of the galaxy? Did someone like first discover the Bith planet, do a flyover, and it's just a bunch of people holding a tuba? Like that was the party tuba, planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, none of us built any houses because we only know how to play instruments. No one sleeps on Bith, or whatever the homeworld's called. It's too damn noisy. <laughs> yeah, it's like Bith's got the best party school in the galaxy. <laughs> like, all musicians are there. Um, but yeah, I guess we should probably talk a little bit about the actual story. Um, we're, this is basically part two to the last book. Um, we're kind of following Rainer Thule, again, who's the kid with the just out of the shower. Um he his father's been kidnapped his father of course is from alderaan because most people in star wars you are from alderaan or corellia um and yeah he's they're part of this big kind of like trading organization there's some we don't know what his father was up to and he just kind of disappeared so there's a bunch of people after him including someone who seems to be boba fett is after him um and you said it was 
so it's not actually Boba Fett, right? Was that a retcon, or does that get covered in uh, like subsequent books? Yeah, it's it's a retcon that it's Island Vel. Uh, right. I forget where exactly that's that gets established, but it does kind of fit in with like Nola's question. You're like, are you a woman under that? Yeah, armor? that's what Is that I was you don't want to take too. your helmet off, and I that's probably what gave them the idea because there was some other inconsistencies early that that they had to deal with i think one of the things that was brought up with it is uh just that boba does not act like boba in any way in these books so he acts more like um tales of the of the bounty hunters boba yeah so they're like yeah that's actually that's boba's daughter doing all this pretending to be him everyone pretends to be boba at some point his daughter Mm -hmm. thrawn thrawn uh Han Solo in uh, doesn't Han Solo do that in when he kills uh, Thraken? Doesn't he dress up as Boba? Is it Boba? I don't know. I thought there was like a picture. Han kills when he kills Heck like and a... Thraken. Yeah, yeah. There's like a picture where it's like Aelin, uh Han Solo in a Boba Fett outfit, then Boba Fett. If you look up assassination of Thraken South Solo, it's the first thing that comes up. Okay. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I only have so yeah. three notes for this, and that's that's one of them. So, my, my favorite my favorite note was imagine being cock blocked by racism. Like, <laughs> in regards to, so another kind of small universe thing that goes on in this is Chewbacca um, encounters the who he his friend who he believed was dead from yeah. Which book was that? Um, that was from the Darkest Night. Dark, uh, yeah, Darkest Night, the one where they're on Kashyyyk and because mm-hmm. they go there because of her death, right? Yeah, isn't that why they go there? Yeah, yeah, um, and of course she's not dead. So good on uh, KJA and Rebecca uh, Moesta for dropping those kind of uh, little plot threads there, picking those up nicely, but. Yeah, it's a small universe thing. Basically, the the solo kids who who go to the the, the first they go to the fleet to drop um, to drop Raynor off, um, and then they're kind of trying to track down Raynor's father. They go to this planet um, which is Kuar. Um, they're being attacked by these giant spiders, not the crystal spiders from uh, Kessel. These different spiders, and. They're saved by Chewbacca's long-lost friend, who her thing is she didn't want to be kind of constrained by Wookiee hierarchy and society, and she failed doing her uh, her kind of, uh, it's like her test or whatever that that, Chewba- that uh, we see in that book where they go down to the, the floor. So she just leaves, fakes her own death, um, and she saves them, of course, which, you know, very small galaxy. And the thing is, though, she's joined the Diversity Alliance. So... Yeah, so she's very standoffish with Jason, Jaina, and Tanel Ka, but really mm-hmm. happy to see Loi. And they uh, they start kind of making her warm up to the idea of working with uh, with those three, at least. But then Raynar's uncle, uh, Tycho, not to be confused with Not cool T-Y-C-H-O, T-Y-K-O. <laughs> yeah. He's fat. They mentioned that so, a few times. <laughs> he was on uh, Raynar's ship with his mom where they were trying to hide from all the bounty hunters that are out looking for Raynar's dad and their entire family, which is all very important to the, the Diversity Alliance to get them. Uh, mm-hmm. And the uncle is, like, just terrible. The whole family kind of sucks, but the uncle is especially terrible. And he yeah. kind of comes and just Rob is like, nah, I'm done with this shit and leaves. Yeah. Which, understandable, I'd leave if I met him too. But I mean, it kind of seems like, you know, like her and, uh, I almost said Chewbacca, her and Lobaka are spending a lot, they spend like the whole night together. And then in the morning, Lobaka's asleep in the ship and it's like, and it's like, why isn't she in here with you? And it's like, yeah, she doesn't like humans. And the droid's like, he tried really hard to get her to come. So it's like, imagine being cock blocked by racism. Yeah. Um, and that's her on the cover, by the way. I I don't I don't doesn't mention her having oh, yeah, shaved that's... arms, but yeah, yeah. Um, well, she's uh she is Loie's. Her and Loie were supposed to get married. They were 
promise Obaka's to each sister's other. Best friend as well. Yeah. She has a nice hat, apparently. So there's that. Yeah, I thought that like they found out she she was dead though by the because of course they don't actually see her body at Kashyyyk. She fakes being killed by like a carnivorous flower. Yeah, Kyle Katarn I, actually. I think it was. I thought it was her headband that they found, but it must have been a bag or something. I don't remember. Wasn't it even just some some of her fur in a blood clot somewhere? I don't know. I figured yeah. after that book that she wasn't dead because uh, I have very good detective skills and also they don't tend to kill a lot of the children characters in this book so mm-hmm. yeah um so they speak of children characters as this is happening we also have zek who is of course will spend a lot of time under the shadow academy um he's now kind of operating as a bounty hunter I first thought that Zek was going to show up on Kuar when that ship was landing, but it was Tycho. Um, so Zek is... The whole thing is that... Uh, what's his name? What's what's the dad's name again? So I Bornin. Yeah, so Bornin... It's not quite clear to me exactly why everyone wants him so bad. They what explained the it in the, in the prior book. I just don't remember what he had. Well, so the Diversity Alliance has this bomb... Or it's this agent, like we talked about, probably reverse-engineered um, Krytos virus that they use, and it targets humans and kills humans in a really painful way. It's kind of my understanding that he that they're chasing him because he knows what's going on. Like, yeah, that's, that's kind of part of it book. now. But yeah, part of it was like I think the initial thing was that he was carrying cargo for some of it and found out what it was mm-hmm. for the creatively named uh, Born Aaron whatever which is mm-hmm. their the name of their company because his name is Bornin, his wife's name is Aaron, mm-hmm. and much like tendrando arms the only way to name something is to combine people's names which is why this should have been uh the Ackery podcast so tendrando arms is a good name though or is it yeah because it's tendra and lando is it yeah ten- it's tendrando yeah. Yeah, but that's it's... a good name. That's a good name. Well, only because both of their names are individually cool. Yeah. If their names were like Hank and Lucy, would they have called it Hussy Arms? And then would that have been just as cool? I don't think so. No, it would have been Lunk. That sounds awful. That just sounds like they dropped something. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. So, so yeah, everyone's kind of chasing him. Uh, Zek, who's now a bounty hunter, is also trying to get his foot into the door. Um, and, of course, he finds a job which not only will sort of help him get his reputation up as a bounty hunter, but is also kind of getting him in the middle of things because uh, he's tracking down the person who carried the virus in the first place. Um to another planet called is it it's like Gremel a uh, Gemelin or something? Yeah. But to another planet, like a Gamelin. ghost planet's been completely yeah, Gamelin, completely wiped out by the virus. Um and he so it's it's all kind of coming together. And this book is kind of weird because usually although we do have the greater plot arcs going on, I think this is the first book that actually kind of leaves the story unresolved. Yeah. Like in each of the Shadow Academy books, like we know the Shadow Academy is out there Zek leaves, it's still the individual kind of smaller arc for the book is usually wrapped up pretty nicely. But this one actually ends with a bit of a cliffhanger with um, the uncle being kidnapped by IG-88, almost certainly some sort of ploy because he owns Mechus-3, or the droid foundries on Mechus-3, which makes IG-88. Yeah. Um, so it ends with him being kidnapped. Things are worse than they started. Uh, we still don't know where the father is. We still don't know what's going on with the Diversity Alliance. Um, the Diversity Alliance really hasn't even left the cave they're in on um, Ryloth. So, yeah, still kind of a lot outstanding at this point. Yeah, and uh, like Zek gets hired by Bornenthal to uh, to track down Tycho. So that's how, like, usually at least some part of all the the plot, the plot threads do come together in every other book, but this does leave mm-hmm. not just some of the broader points that are really gone over in the book pretty much open. You mean, but you mean Boba gets hired, doesn't he? 
No, Zach, Zach does. Gets hired by her? Yeah. Did I miss that? When does that? That's uh, when he's coming back from the. Uh, he's coming back from his mission. He's got the cube from Gamlin, and he gives it to the bartender. He's like, "Oh, I have another job for you. You got to talk to this other client." And the client is uh, Master Wary. I it's possible. It's possible that this was the start of the next book. Because it was a yeah. bit weird the way the the ebook had it laid out. It seemed like it was jumping from the end of the one book to an early chapter preview of the next, and there was some that makes sense. some typos. So I might be was... just talking about the next one. Yeah, because I listened to the audiobook um, for the the last half of this because I okay. like to listen to the audiobook, and so that would make sense. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so. Zach probably going to be involved in the next one. Um, I mean, almost certainly going to be involved. But yeah, it, it, it's definitely a different one. I mean, I, I still liked it though. What were your thoughts generally? Uh, we we also the I there was also two the the IG scenes at the end is a bit longer than kind of I'm suggesting. They actually spend a lot of time on this one planet because they're about to leave, and then Tycho shows up. I thought he was up to something shady, but he's just kind of a dumbass. Um, it seems anyway, uh, and then. The IG droid shows up with um, with uh, some other kind of assassin droids, and there's a big kind of fight through the 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 planet's actually pretty cool because it's it was taken over by the Mandalorians like a long time ago, and by the time everyone arrives, it's pretty much barren. But there is this kind of one like mesa that's kind of been like carved down in the middle, and there's like a city, so it's kind of a cool. I really like that location. Yeah. yeah. It kind of reminded me of that planet from, uh, it's almost like an Utapau in a way, but also kind of that planet from, uh, why am I forgetting the name of the planet? Uh, from Callista Book 2, why am I forgetting the name of that right now? Belsavis? Yeah, Belsavis. Isn't Belsavis, it's like built into a crater, into a Yeah, they've got it? like, uh, it's like an ice world, but they've got the more temperate like mm-hmm. holes in the ice that they can actually live in with the cities built in it. But yeah. so but yeah. it's not really like that because it's like most of the planet's fine. Then there's this giant like kilometer high mesa. And then there's like, a, it's like carved out of the middle kind of. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like all the, the thaws are all unbearable. Mm-hmm. And the kids are also like Jane and Jason don't know how to mind their own business. Where, mm-hmm. like, Jason first finds Raynar in the middle of the forest. He's like, oh, what's up, Raynar? Raynar says nothing. And rather than minding his own business with this person who they have relentlessly bullied for the last few years, uh, Jason's like, nah, when someone says nothing, that's not what's going on. And so he tells him, Raynar tells Jason that he's trying to meditate and find out where his father is, see if the Force will tell him. And uh, when... It's decided that Luke is going to bring Raynar to his family's fleet. Jaina's like, hmm, yeah, we haven't been very nice to you before, so we're going to come with you in your time of need. Like, no, fuck off. Let me take some of the other kids that are here. You stay with Theon for once. Like, he's got to have other people who he's gotten along with better than the Solos, who have... I guess they've been trying to make up with him in the last few books. And he is kind of insufferable in the first few books. Yeah. Like, he's like... He's like the guy who, like, teacher, you forgot to collect the homework today. Yeah. But, like, there's got to be some other people that have been, like, better friends with him. No, I guess, like, no one liked him. So maybe yeah. maybe the twins are all he's got. Like, Tenelka and Loey, I don't think they ever say anything to him, really. Mm-hmm. But we have been kind of getting, uh, with Rabba coming back, we've got the, we've got, like, pairings for all of them now where we're getting a lot of... Gina yep. and Zach Ten with the and Jason, each other. Zach and, yeah. yeah. Just kind of what you need for... Uh, you, you do need that in the, the young reader novels because it's all about, like... I mean, that's all a young reader book is. It's, like, it's a regular story somewhat tailored to, like, young people's experiences and, you know, having your crush and having your crush lose her arm and, like, having your crush still be a freak at, like, swimming and stuff. That's the usual thing that people go through. Yeah. Like fixing starship engines and kind of mm-hmm. hiding your smiles from your crush. Like that's, who hasn't been there? Seeing your crush murder somebody in an arena. It's normal stuff. Yeah, when your teacher makes you fight your crush repeatedly. And 
Mm-hmm. Building your first lightsaber with your crush. Your crush being tortured. The princess and... of, a, of a space empire. <laughs> um, Growing up as the heirs to a space oligarchy that was theoretically <laughs> reinstating democracy. Matriarchal. <laughs> no, I mean Jaina and Jason there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The Havens aren't trying, I was going to say. The Havens already have, uh, they're, they're a well-established monarchy. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's Jane and Jason that are the kids of the chief of state, and one of them gets to install himself as the new space emperor, so. Well, and Jaina probably is, like, space empress for at least a while, I bet. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, so, yeah, they, I mean, that that's what happens with any sci-fi thing where you get an expanded universe is like people only mm. care about the characters they know about which means you have to find reasons for them to stay relevant which means inevitably star wars becomes monarchist no matter what mm-hmm. you try to do with the story kind of a dick move for luke not to bring the uh not to let leave the kids the shadow chaser right yeah like just <laughs> you'll all die it's fine it's like jason even says like because when they're all going they've because luke takes uh Raynar to the fleet it's like he's in the shadow chaser and so is jason and jason's like i know nothing can hurt us here but the rock dragon which is the, the hapen ship that tunnel cause flying it's like that thing can get fucked up so it's like luke's leaving he's like all right I'm, I'm gonna take this invincible ship kids good luck yeah i don't think luke's expecting anything to happen i don't know why he even bothered with this like if i'm luke and this really demanding family's like you need to personally escort our son i'd be like no fuck yourself you can come get him if cause like once he's gone because like luke's not staying with them he's not staying inside the shadow chaser mm. like just you guys if you're that concerned about it you come to yavin and you get him he's so much safer leia to do it leia would have enjoyed it because you know she'd get to see her alderanian friends well fellow countrymen if your planet was destroyed and the only reminders you had of it were the Thals, would you ever want to see them again? Isn't um isn't Tycho Alderanian? Yeah, the whole or Tycho Selchu, not Tycho. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Tycho Selchu. Uh, I think he is. Yeah, yeah. Tycho would be Alderanian. Okay, so yeah, spend your time with Tycho instead. I don't know. Tycho, not Tycho. Yeah, well, Tycho. I wonder if uh, Tycho is one of those names that, like, George Lucas had in, like, one of his original scripts or something. Yeah. Must be weird somewhere. That it p- pops up twice with two different spellings. Well, they're all, like, Kevin J. Anderson's willing to use anything, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe this know, was initially meant to be Tycho Selchu, and they just got the character entirely wrong and made a typo. I think this is before Tycho was invented. Or it might be because of... Uh, was it? Would it be? Yeah, because I think X-Wing was 98. This was 97, so... No, X-Wing wasn't 98, was it? Wasn't There's it? no way. No, that wasn't two years before the vol. Maybe, maybe it was 96. Yeah, it was 96. My bad. God, so much happened in those four years. I know. It's crazy. Introduce all those characters, then killed them all off in, in jail. It's insane the amount of books they... They, they got it. It really is. Especially, like, this one came out, I think, three, four months after the first one. And it's like... It's, I mean, the only person you really see doing that now is, like, Timothy Zahn with, like, the Thrawn books where he'll, like, do them on a year basis. But, like, back then, books were coming out, like, four or six months after yeah. the predecessors. Um, yeah. Well, they were initially the- only going to do, before, like, Air of the Empire came out, they were only planning to do, like... One Star Wars book a year is this big blockbuster thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, let's just get... Let's do one a month. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> yeah, we never um, really hit that. And it feels like right now... I don't know. It's hard to say. I, like, I wonder what it would be like to go back now and, like, what the the fan reaction, even among book lovers, like, how, how much excitement there was for a new book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, I feel like, you know... Alpha Squadron 3 for me was the big one where it was like, for me it was a really big book, but like online there was like no talk about it at all. Yeah. 
I don't know. Like, I don't really have much context before 2006 because that's when I started running like forums and stuff around the mod. And that's when I kind of started getting a feel for how people were feeling about like kind of the NJO was finished, but it was only three years out at that point. Mm-hmm. And then Darkness Crisis, I think, was coming out. And then Legacy of the Force and Fear of the Jedi were coming out. And I think with all four of those, there was already a sense of like oh this is the latest thing that ruined star wars but i don't know what it was like around yeah. the I, I mean at least of like kind of remember, swing and everything yeah. yeah i kind of remember that especially with the njo but like for me i just wasn't i used to read the books but like i would just go to chapters and get them like months or a year after they came out like especially for these books like yeah. i was collecting them like i probably got my first like the legends book i don't know like maybe like 2000 or like so yeah after most of it had come out already you know and like i said before it was one of the young jedi knights books which i got first um and it was because of uh what's her name um what's her name the crazy woman um the the ten o'clock kicks in the shins tamith kai tamith kai yeah because i saw her and i was like who's that That was your I, Crystal the Fox? No, it was more just like a an interest. Same with um Yeah. Same with Jorah Sabayoth. He was one that like I'd I'd see that I'd before <laughs> I bought the shirtless book. man. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like who like who's this wizard? Basically. Because yeah. it was cool. It's like this guy looks more powerful than the Emperor. Um like, I remember thinking that as a kid. Yeah. Like I I'd, I'd gotten into Star Wars. A few years before Revenge of the Sith was coming out, so I must have been like, yeah, and I guess I was into it when Battlefront 1 came out already, so it would have been like 2002, 2003, and I started reading some of the books, I think, but yeah, it was just prior to being terminally online, like I am now, so. Yeah, exactly. Older fans, from what I understand, have quite different experience, but... Like, I know a lot of younger fans our age, too, were also getting in through the, like, I'm sure you probably read some of the younger reader stuff, like the, mm-hmm. um, like, I remember, did you ever read those Boba Fett books? Like, the young reader Boba Fett books? Not Boba Fett, but I did read, like, Jedi Apprentice and Jedi, Jedi Quest Apprentice. or whatever they were called, uh, and then I accidentally stole one from my teacher. So. There was a really good one um, about young Boba Fett that I loved back in the day. Um, it was like it picked up from like right after his dad is killed and like he mm. goes back to Camino, he takes Such the uh, he takes the slave one and like his dad's armor and stuff and it's just it's really cool and he just explores the galaxy. I'm sure none of it all or so, I'm sure all of it's contradicted by like the clone wars and stuff, but yeah. I remember really loving those and just reading them over and over again back in the day. Yeah. Well, any uh any last thoughts on diversity alliance before we get to our questions for tonight i didn't have one more note but uh yeah let me check my notes hit me with yours as i'm checking mine so i thought computers and star wars were supposed to be good but then mtd was talking about searching files on uh born in thull and uh jason's like anything else and mtd is like uh in all probability yes master jason Please be patient. I have 15,342 other files to search. Like, I could control F and then search <laughs> in directory on many more files than that and find results much faster on my computer now. So, like... Do you think 15,000 files? I do that all the time with just the mod files. Just yeah, no those files are probably F. just, like, a, str- a single string, right? No, they're... Some are, like, 15,000... 20,000 lines long with like XML data and like these aren't going to be huge books that it's necessarily searching it's going to be like a receipt for a bottle of sangria that born and bought on <laughs> Corellia once I thought it was mostly news articles but yeah 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 it, it's enough. there's it's not a lot of text and yeah um one thing that I had in my notes was um was I had a because so for those who kind of have have not understood the references why we're talking about words being fucked up because we're, we're basically reading scans of the book that have been mostly translated well to text because these never got actual digital releases 
Um, so there's some small errors, like you'll have a, a C and an L together, or an L and a C accidentally form a K, for example. Yeah. Um, but one thing that was really funny is someone, I don't remember who, was described as having fetal eyes instead of feral eyes. <laughs> which I thought was really funny. <laughs> like eyes at like a fetus. Um, <laughs> I turned to Jason's undeveloped face. <laughs> His non-working eyes stared back at me. <laughs> Yeah, so that was good. But yeah, let's let's uh, let's give final impressions. You want to go ahead first, Corey? Yeah, I think this was my favorite of the Young Jedi Knight book so far. I don't know if it's partially because uh, I either didn't read these ones initially when I was reading the other ones, so I don't have the memory of them, so it's not kind of spoiled by that, or if it's because they like actually are better. But I I really like this one. Yeah, this one was I thought was really good too. Um, I, I like their time on the world. Um, Kuar was really interesting. And by the way, that's... I had to point that out. That is Kuar on the, the cover there. It's got, like, these uh, these big towers with chains between them. And there's a scene where they're running from the... Uh, where they're running from the... Uh, one of the spiders. It's pretty intense. But yeah, this was definitely one of my favorites. Probably not my favorite. Um, just because... I don't know. I, I always like the the Yavin stuff. But yeah, definitely up there for me. Yeah, very enjoyable, like always. I'm sad we're we're slowly running out. We're over halfway. Yeah, that is that's very sad. Uh, do you want to pull up some questions, and I'm going to check our podcast reviews as you do that. If you all can. right. Uh, so our first one this week comes from Joshua. We have quite a few to go over. Uh, Joshua says, "Love the podcast. I've read all of NJO and currently on book seven of Legacy of the Force." Just want to know if you guys hate Ben Skywalker as much as I do. He seems like a little whiny baby most of the time, and in my opinion, totally got his mom killed by not letting her tell Luke about Jason. And as far yeah. as I am, he still hasn't told Luke about Jason talking to Lumaya. So yeah, he just pisses me off wondering your opinion on this. Just trying not to spoil him, I guess. Um, yeah, Ben is really annoying. That's when he's in the... Um, it's like the anti-diversity lines, basically. Yeah. Um, Coruscant Guard, right? Is that what yeah. they're called? Um yeah he's really annoying in that because he is but i mean it's also kind of like the same thing he's kind of like a similar thing that's going on with um with uh jason at the same time he's being manipulated by somebody who's you know has all the answers and stuff um yeah he's he's young you can't be too too hard on him he's been through some shit by that point as well and yeah, and without spoiling stuff, it, it he does get a uh, he does get better. Yeah, and he he's like he always looked up to Jason. He was put with Jason by his parents, so he trusts Jason kind of implicitly. Jason's the biggest influence on his life, and like Jason's this big hero to the galaxy for like up until that point. So he's gonna be like, oh, I, he's not doing anything wrong. Please don't tell Dad. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll definitely totally talk right. about that a lot more. Uh, when we get to Legacy of the Force, but he's yeah. he's in a tough place. Yeah, and it gets worse for a while, and then, I mean, we all know that even, again, I won't spoil anything, but of course, um, Jason and Luke and everyone else is going to come to blows, and without spoiling anything, Ben's going to be right in the middle, so. Yeah. Uh, Javier is asking if you had the option to command a ship in Star Wars from a GR-75 to the Supremacy what would you like to command? Personally I'd want a Bellator. It has a dope design. It's fairly quick and well rounded. Also it doesn't hurt that I'm a Latin language fanboy and Bellator means fighter or warrior. I always really like the idea of a CR-90. It's like I don't know. It just seems like a kind of a dope ride. Um, uh, you can just fuck around, fly around customize it all you want um yeah i don't know it's, it's just a cool ship it's one of the coolest looking ships too in my opinion i don't want to be commanding four hundred thousand people on super star destroy let me have like me and my 50 like homies flying around yeah that's why i'd want go. some sort of freighter like millennium falcon size that i can use as a house and just park it somewhere fly it somewhere if i need to I don't want to be in a war. I have the opportunity to be in wars in real life, and I've not taken any of those opportunities. I, I mean, the Falcon's kind of small. Like, it doesn't even, like, that's my idea, too, but, like, the Falcon doesn't even have, like, a proper shitter. Like, you're, like, 
It it must. Han lives okay. in that thing. What do you think yeah, he does? Yeah, and it's like in the bathroom. Like, look at the maps. Yeah. Is there a problem with it being in the bathroom? Do you want to keep your, your your girlfriend living with you? Like, do you think Dana's going to be cool, like, with you dropping a deuce and, sh- and she's, like, in the kitchen hanging out eating supper? I feel like Let's there's get her a own misunderstanding an here. Okay. What's you said? You said the toilet's in the bathroom. Oh, I meant to say it's in the kitchen. My okay. Man. Okay. That's... <laughs> yeah, that's a, that no, is. A that, I, I definitely want a modified one for that. Maybe get rid of the escape pods for. for Maybe a like the ghost. I don't know because the ghost is a lot bigger. The ghost is bigger. Like, how big of a house do I want? Like, am I paying to heat that thing? Because I don't know. I don't the Falcon know. seems relatively decently sized. You got like. Maybe maybe something a little bit bigger. Maybe the ghost is better, but uh, but for me like I wouldn't want to fix anything. That's why like I have my CR ninety. I got my like sweet lounge somewhere. And I got the boys down in engineering taking care of whatever happens. Okay, so now you're paying some boys down in engineering to do work. Like just just the upkeep and all this. That I, I I don't know. I don't want that. Okay, all right. Fair enough. I just want to live a nice quiet life without getting blown up by anything ever. I I accept that. All right, do you want to read the next one? I can open mine, too. Uh, yeah, and I've got some stuff started in there. So Joe is asking, now that the sequel trilogy has given us the ending for the big three, I was wondering what you guys think happened with them in Legends. Happy endings all around, or was one of them tragically killed by a Womp Rat? Also, what do you think happened to Maul and Ahsoka in the Legends timeline? So... I mean, Maul dies. Maul doesn't really... Yeah, like... Maul would be alive in the same points that the Clone Wars have him alive, but I don't think he lives. And then there's a comic with Vader and Ahsoka that heavily implies that Ahsoka dies at the end of the scene in Legends, just because like there was never anything after it for it. So oh, really? you may as well just assume that that was Vader killing her. Um, I didn't know about that. What's that called? I forget. Is that like a one-off, or is that part of like the Republic uh, series? Nolan was talking about this a few days ago. I'd have to ask him uh, which it was, but the I don't think you can really describe the big three as having a happily ever after in Legends or a happy ending at any point because like they're well into their sixties. What? Yeah, sixties or seventies. Jason. Yeah, I think Han is, is, is in his seventies. Anakin's dead. Mara's dead. Like Luke. Luke's only son is, or only child is Probably about to himself. marry a Sith Lord. <laughs> uh, it, it's a whole weird... We really lost out on some interesting stories that I'm sure would have come after Crucible. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't read Crucible in a long time, so I read be it a whole last year. Thing. It's so weird. Yeah. It's like Han gets Force powers for a minute. It's, it's very weird. Yeah, so um, they, it didn't seem like they were heading for happiness. And if they had to come up with a crisis, like, there was going to be another crisis in the Sword of the Jedi series, you can assume. And at some well, point between Sword of the Jedi and the future, they had to die. So, Fate of the Jedi ends with Luke basically saying, well, we killed Abeloth for now, but she'll be back, so we got to go get the Dagger of Mortis. So, like, you know, I think I think Luke's in his 50s. No, because he would be... Cause it's, it's like 40-something. Yeah, he'd, yeah, he'd be 65. Really? 65? Well, he Is was born 40? in... He would be born in 19 BBY. Yeah. And yeah. then Fate of the Jedi ends in 44 BBY. I think right. Crucible's 45. Right. So you add those together, he's 44, 40, or 64, 65-ish. They go through a lot, they go through a lot of pain. Um, and they're definitely dead by the time of legacy so we know they yeah. die at some point in those hundred years he doesn't live to be 160 sadly and presumably but he must have died much earlier yeah yeah and jason and even Jane ben's is, dead Jane by is then. not allowed yeah ben's not around so maybe ben was killed during the purge or whatever maybe but like he's not around in any of the flashbacks with nat and cole none of them are i i honestly i don't include legacy of the force in my head canon Legacy, yeah, legacy. Sorry, legacy. I don't include the legacy comics in my head canon at all. I, yeah. d- I don't like them very much. Now I've not read all of Legacy two, so maybe. But yeah, I don't. I don't like that they did what they did there, where they jumped so far ahead, 
it just kind of constrained like it, it ultimately doesn't matter because we're never going to get anything in that period but it, it just i feel like that really tied their hands in a lot of ways that wouldn't have been good yeah i can totally see them end up fully retconning it or something or calling it like alternate history or something if they had went forward just yeah, because i don't know just yeah it's hard to say i guess like we would have gotten to like, see if the you're gonna, if you're gonna jump it ahead jump it ahead like 500 years or something yeah because now we know like you know like if they had 30 more story 30 more years of legend stories to tell like like if if you know disney hadn't been purchased for some reason they never made a new movie which is unlikely but you know they would have eventually had to fuck around with that time and they would have been really heavily constrained yeah and the comic goes first if there's a if they want to tell a, a new book story and the comics in the way the comic goes first yeah yeah del rey wasn't about to let dark horse tell them what to do a tale as old as time <laughs> mm-hmm. uh were there any more questions uh we actually we had quite a few um So, Hans is asking how the fall of Anakin compares to Jason. I think that's something we're going to talk about a lot coming up. With, and we've talked about like a dozen times. Yeah, so we'll probably... Thank you for the question, but we'll probably get to that in like super deep depth in the future. There's a mm-hmm. Bad Batch question here. Uh, a lot of people suggesting Lost Stars for episode 69. Is that next episode? We could do that. It's it's long, but it's doable if you if you're interested. Uh, next episode next week would be a Bad Batch one covering both episodes, right? Like, mm. we did say we wanted to have Alex on for Lost Stars, and he said he was interested in that, so... Right, okay. I think it would be better if we, like, just plan Lost Stars run when we can get Alex on and have him... Well, let's do that it. soon, maybe. We'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll message Alex, or you can message Alex, and we'll figure it out. Um, All right. Yeah. Uh, um. Tristan message saying i want to start off with a thank you to both of you guys for bringing great content that stuck with me over the last few years and helped shape my outlook on star wars and generally pop culture as a whole next podcast will be the last one i can listen to for a while since i'll be going off to boot camp for the u.s navy so i've been a long time fan of both channels and have a great appreciation for you both good luck so good luck tristan uh we'll miss you mm-hmm. my last question for the time being fairly simple and maybe when you've had before i was wondering if you guys plan on treating any star wars video game story modes like you would a book or tv show and covering those at any point yeah i think we do plan on that we talked about doing that for kotor at least kotor yeah and like i'm sure when jedi fallen order 2 comes out we'll kind of do something like that um yeah the only thing about kotor is it's so long yeah and like like we could do pod racer and we could just talk about that alien you love for a while but yeah what's his name again um fucking nosh nush in nostack it's you literally just did a video on this i literally forgot his name already and you were obsessed uh, with it yeah nugtosh fucking nugtosh there you go yeah yeah no nugtosh like i was like i knew it's a funny name like i I remember there's something like like a sexual joke i was gonna make like because kind of like nut tug in a way (laughs) yeah i thought it it sounds more like uh something to do with weed to me like yeah tosh me and this nug tosh it's like you could use like a picture of nug tosh like (laughs) when you when you ate too many edibles and you're trying to get up get a drink of water it's just him standing up (laughs) (laughs) oh shit uh, we have a question from Christopher. Keenan, right? Oh, Christopher. Uh, saying, if you had to pick one Legends Warlord, not Thrawn, to appear in canon Star Wars, who would it be and why? It's gotta be a big man. Zinge? Yeah. Yeah. None of them are. Yeah. It's Most of them aren't really them. characters, to be honest. Like, a lot of them are just background mentions that get. Uh, brought up either referenced in novels or referenced in source books. So, like, Zinj is the only one that really has an actual character. I do... Well, Dala. You Dala, Dala well, yeah. Still I, work. I wasn't really counting her as a, a warlord. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. As, But I do think if there was another one, like, 
doing something with Kane as an imperial power that exists in the galaxy that's trying to stay out of the fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I guess the First Order is has elements of that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some of that in the Alphabet Squadron books as well, but that's only yeah. a year later. All right, our final question is from Joel. There's a Joel, Bad Batch question, uh, which we will talk about any Bad Batch questions next week when we talk about mm-hmm. Bad Batch. Uh, I said if, it would be fun as well. Someone said, yeah, sorry. Yeah. If Plagueis had met Count Dooku first, would he have considered Dooku a candidate for his apprentice? And if so, would Dooku have made a better Sith Lord that Plagueis was aspiring from? In a sense that Plagueis and Dooku, while not good, do consider themselves enlightened beings who want to help the galaxy compared to Palpatine's chaos, psychotic, I want power from power's sake nature. I don't even really consider Dooku to be a Sith Lord, honestly. Yeah. I don't like, think even Palpatine like, considered Dooku to be a Sith Lord. He's like the ultimate Dark Jedi, um, where like he never fully embraces the whole Sith mentality, and like he's not a fraction of the power of Palpatine. He's much older as well. He's like in his 80s by Revenge of the Sith. Um, yeah. So I don't think he's... Like, I don't think Plagueis would have taken Dooku even if he had no apprentice. Yeah. Didn't... Uh... No. No. Plagueis didn't involve any discussion of, like, of Dooku between the two. But I think they would have seen I mean, Dooku Plagueis, the Dooku's same way in... they count. Yeah, Is he in Darth Plagueis? It's been so uh... long now. I think he's in it, but he's still a Jedi at the time. Yeah, where, sure. like, they're kind of toying with the idea of using him. Or no, or because something. at the very end, remember uh, Palpatine's meeting with, with Dooku, mm. isn't he? Yeah, it, it's just been too long. Because, he but... remember, he leaves He leaves the Order, like, during the book. Yeah. They're, like, meeting in, like, the... They're having, yeah. like, their, their sexy meetings in, like, the Industrial District. I feel like Plagueis' view of Dooku would have been similar, and ha- Plagueis still been around of... Uh, like, I think Plagueis and Sidious both would have agreed on, like, yeah, this is another useful tool, the kind of opposite of Maul, but he would have been set up to fail the same way. Yeah. I, like, I'm sure, like, Plagueis is aware of Dooku, from what I remember, but just in the context of being a, a pawn. Same with uh, sifo and Yeah. I think a more interesting question is, what if Plagueis found Anakin and he had no apprentice? Would yeah. he have tried to seduce him? Who knows? Yeah, like I don't, I don't think, think so. I wouldn't. I don't know that Dooku and Plagueis were necessarily similar in their goals. Like I don't think no. Sidious was that far divorced from Plagueis's. They were all kind of shitheads. They were Sith. Like mm-hmm. they were. I don't think. Other than getting himself killed later, I don't think Plagueis would have looked at Sidious and said, "No, this is so different from my vision." Other than maybe some of the, uh, like human stuff like the aliens being in the position they were mm-hmm. but yeah that's 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 a good question though um i did have one review i wanted to read as well this is from cdj4 this is a beautiful review it's five stars of course and it's called the relief <clears throat> they have edged me for for far too long on crystal star and finally the relief when i finished the episode it started with little hints here or there about this phantom story called crystal star but my hunger grew and so did the pressure. In, the, <laughs> in those last few hours, I didn't think I was going to make it, but I held out and the moment of triumph was a good one. Thanks, boys, for helping another man drop a load. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I assume he means a load of lore knowledge? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was... Uh, I really enjoyed that. Thank you for that review. I didn't see any, I don't think, with... Uh, with Harry was the uh, was the one from last time. I'm just, no, I'm just no. checking. Thank the God it about, wasn't in that one. Yeah, the, the thing about po- yeah Harry loves. The thing about <laughs> podcast reviews is like they're not on a single site usually. Like I'm pretty sure on Apple Podcasts you just rate them. Let's see, iTunes podcast reviews. I'm pretty sure you just rate them uh, stars. Like you don't actually. I don't think you yeah. leave a full review, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Maybe I should check that. Maybe, maybe I should check that. But yeah, that's all I got for today. Do you have anything else you want to add, Corey? Uh, no, we're playing Minecraft soon. Yeah, Minecraft in 25 minutes. 
Um, and next time we will be covering uh, Bad Batch. And apparently it's going to be a good episode. One of the writers or animation directors hinted at it. So, yeah. yeah. Bad Batch, that'll be on Friday, of course. We're going to be talking about the episode that aired uh, last week as well as the episode, or the episode that's airing tomorrow, rather. We're going to be also talking about the episode that airs next Thursday or right. Friday. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so that's two episodes covered next Friday. We obviously have to wait until the episode's gone up. So it's not our usual Thursday night episode. Uh, but then after that, we will be talking about another book. Yep. And maybe, maybe we'll be able, to no be able to talk to Alex about Lost Stars, uh, Star Wars Explained. Uh, and maybe, if not, we'll be starting the Black Fleet Crisis. Sick. Yeah, exciting. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye.